Welcome to the original Vegan Business Talk with myself, Shane Jeremy James, where I discuss life-changing business advice with vegan companies who are making a true difference in the world. Hey everybody, welcome back to the next episode. And today our guest is Christine Scarinzi. Did I get it? You got it. <laughs> oh my goodness, I got it. Like I better get it. I've heard it get one of your products for free just because I got that name you right. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so she has a company called uh, Smiley Plants, and she started it over a year ago. And her product is obviously called right in the back. You can see it. Happy Hippie. So I'm just going <laughs> to tell us a little bit about you, a little bit about a little cliff notes of your backstory. And then how did you get to be doing what you're doing today and why? Wow. Well, it depends on how far you want to go back, Shane. <laughs> <laughs> Cliff notes. <laughs> um, well, I would say, um, I guess my, you know, where do I start? My parents probably is a really good start. They loved to cook. They're both okay. fantastic cooks. They love to entertain. And so, I mean, there would be times I remember when my dad would say, don't make any plans with your friends on Sunday because we're going to learn how to make Chinese food. And I was just like, what? You know, I want to be with my friends. I don't want to be. So um, I think that's where it really started when it comes to food. Of course, um, my life journey took me a lot of different places um, and different creative spaces. And I think uh, definitely my interest in healthy food started when I moved to Southern California in Los Angeles. Um, mm. I was a professional dancer and I remember going to, even though I was in good shape, I remember going to my first audition and seeing these girls that were just in amazing shape. You knew they were going to the gym constantly. And I, I thought oh my gosh, I need to do something different. And um, instead of just joining a gym, I actually got a job at a gym and started working at the front desk. And that's kind of where the health journey started, I think, as far as um, eating better quality foods and learning about food and learning about um, health and wellness. And you know, Los Angeles is always pretty much been the Mecca, or at least it definitely was in the 90s where yeah. when I moved. And, you know, it was just little things at a time. I remember buying a jar of green manna. It's like a chlorophyll. And I thought, I don't know what this is, but it looks like it's really good for me. So I'm going to try it because as a kid, I don't know how my mom did it, but my sister and I hated vegetables. We did not like right, right. anything healthy. Um, I mean, if I was allowed, a, it's terrible to say, but I probably wouldn't eat at McDonald's every day. I just loved it as a kid. Uh, and then, then once I got into my adult life, I started really exploring different types of food. And I think Southern California has um, so many great options and it made it really easy to start eating healthy and then eventually I started working in uh, the supplement industry. Uh, I had a very good friend who really introduced me to not only uh, healthy vegan food, but raw vegan food. It, they had just started coming out with raw vegan restaurants. It was very innovative, right. different. 
And she had a friend who had a raw food uh, pie company. And they, oh my gosh, they were delicious. And I thought, I could eat this all the time, you know. And she was looking for somebody to go in the stores that was, that was basically friendly and could talk to people, but also had an understanding about healthy vegan food and knew a little bit about raw food. So I started working with her and that was the catalyst that really got me started in the health and wellness field. And then I started going to different, uh, what they used to call pop-up dinner parties. They were like raw food, vegan pop-up dinner parties with this food that was so delicious. I couldn't even believe I was eating healthy food. And that really changed my mind about my, you know, how eating healthy doesn't necessarily have to be this just plain, uh, not having any flavor to it type of food. And that's, right. that's really where everything started, I think. And then uh, being exposed to the nutritional industry. And before I knew it, I was in the stores and other brokers were approaching me and asking me, hey, you know, we've, I broker for this certain company and we've got this, you know, greens and we need somebody to come to the stores and demo it. Are you interested? We'll educate you on the product. You'll get free product, which I thought great. And right. it snowballed from there. And before I knew it, more and more companies were approaching me to work in the stores and help them either launch their products, uh, also educate staff about the products. And that really, um, that was the beginning of the journey, I think, with everything that amounted to now. Yeah. Nice, nice. Uh, and then, so I, I like the raw part. I went, I, I used to date a girl that was that was raw, so I went raw for that year uh, with with her. And and I mean, it was I have to admit, it, like I felt probably the best that I'd ever felt. But you know, but it's not an easy thing to keep up on because there's <laughs> no. lots of lots of prep and stuff, lots right? And, yeah, lots it's just a, it really yeah. is. Uh, yeah, so I, I, I like it. What's that? You have to be very dedicated. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, she was a super good cook and she made it all. So that's why I was able to do it. But if you, if I had to do like, I'm not number one, I'm not a good cook as it is, let alone try to cook all the raw stuff, let alone <laughs> it is, right? So, <laughs> but uh, man, it was good. It was good. I mean, th just the, even the raw desserts and stuff. I mean, amazing. Oh, like just unreal. So good. Unreal. Yeah. And you can just feel like the the healthiness come in it compared to eating a chocolate bar or something. Like you could just yes. tell the difference of the feel and the energy. Yeah. So how did you why why what you're doing today and like how did this start? Well, I remember working for another friend of mine who had uh, was a raw food chef, and she had put out a product. These uh, chocolate truffles—they were outstanding. And I saw she had a lot of difficulty, and it was just a struggle. And I thought, I'm never going to do that. <laughs> I was like, I don't want that kind of headache. I'm never going to do that. So I think a lot of this really came out of necessity for looking for work. I was always a really good cook. I loved cooking for family and friends. 
I would often have people over. My sister and I were roommates in Los Angeles. We threw parties and it was always really based around the food. Right. And once I, I had left Los Angeles and I went back to New York City and I was working different jobs. I worked as a floral designer for uh, major event companies and I had a little small uh, floral design business of my own where I did smaller weddings and things. And um, once I left New York and moved down to Asheville, North Carolina, a friend of mine had moved there and she said it was so beautiful. And I thought, okay, well, I'll go down there and check it out. And I just fell in love with it. I was such a, I was a city dweller for so long and it was just so refreshing to be in nature in this beautiful area and also, too, um, even though it's a, a very small mountain town, it's filled with amazing chefs, wonderful restaurants. It's a really big foodie town. Right. Um, the one thing was that I had always known how to do was working with the wellness companies. There just wasn't a lot of work for me, unfortunately. Right. And then I had met my husband in North Carolina and I just kept looking for work and I thought, what am I going to do? And a friend of mine was working at a med spa and she was talking about a client of hers that she had started training. She was a fitness trainer and she said, I really need to find somebody to cook for this woman. She's preparing for heart surgery. And, you know, she was, uh, that's why she started training with my friend and she was just in bad shape. She was somebody who, I mean, the, the staff at the local steakhouse knew her name. So, <laughs> um, and you know, she had smoked cigarettes, just was in a really unhealthy place. And she says, I need to find somebody who can cook for her. And I thought, well, I can do it. I know how to cook. I know how to cook really healthy food. I know how to make healthy food taste good. It's my passion. And she said, okay. And I thought, oh my gosh, I have no idea what I'm doing, you know? And mm -hmm. I went and interviewed with her and she hired me right on the spot. And so I started preparing meals for her on a private basis and just loved it. Uh, watching her progress from being somebody who was very unhealthy to being in such good shape, right. not just with my food, but also, you know, her training and everything else she was doing. And her, I was with her for about six months and we got her through her surgery. We used to call ourselves team Jackie because <laughs> there was a group of us working with her and, um, her, her surgery was a success and it just felt good. And I just kept going with that. And I thought, even though I'm a self-taught chef, I, followed other chefs. And then once we moved to Washington state, I started working in a small cafe uh, in downtown Seattle under a, an amazing chef, chef, Sheena. She's fantastic. And um, I learned a lot from her, but realized that working in the restaurant industry was probably not a good thing for me. It just wasn't a good right. fit. It's very hard. It's a lot of work. And you know, I'm in yeah. my 50s and I was just like, I don't know if I can, I'm in good shape, but I don't know if I can physically do this anymore. And it's right, just a little right. press, even though I couldn't have had a better person to work under. She was amazing. Mm -hmm. And um, and then I worked on a local food truck. And so it was all these different experiences that I've had 
working in the food industry. Uh, I, my husband and I were trying to uh, work on our inflammation levels with our own health. And so I was searching for a granola that was grain free, uh, also didn't have any sugar in it, like as far as like processed sugars. Right. And I would find different ones. I would try a bunch of different ones. And even if they were really good, that was either they had no processed sugar, but they were just too soft or too hard or too, there was just always something. And so finally I thought, you know, I'm just going to make my own. That's probably the easiest way. I have this little dehydrator and I'll try it. And so mm. I was looking at recipes online just to kind of get an idea. And then I took little things from different recipes and then started changing it up and kept making it over and over again. And so my husband and I would enjoy it. And um, I had some friends who tried it and they thought, they said to me, you know, you should really market this. You need to sell this. This is taste amazing. It doesn't taste like anything I've ever had before. And then I went back to my friend who had been in the industry and I thought, oh gosh, I said I was never going to do that. And here I am doing it. And, and that's when it started really. And um, yeah. That's cool. So you've been a year now, a year in business? Or? It's, I'm going into my second year. Okay, second year. Okay. What's been, what's been one of the biggest challenges for you? The or a couple. Well, there's there's always a few. <laughs> um, I feel like the biggest challenge for me, and still is, is is not the creative part, but just working through um, the financial end of it, and and learning um, that side of the business. I mean, I've always been really great at sales. I've always been creative, but it's the paperwork that I had to really start getting used to. And um, I still have to push myself to do it because I'm basically a one woman show with my business yeah. for right now. Um, but I feel it's a, it's an important aspect of your business. You, you need, even if it's not maybe your strength, it's something that you really need to learn for yourself. You can't always rely on other people to, to do everything for you. You need to be so involved and know what's going on. And so it's been a slow process. I think that's probably been my biggest battle um, with everything. And then the other thing was finding the right packaging. Right. Uh, it was really important to me as a brand, um, especially that, you know, Simply Plants it's about health and wellness. And so I felt very strongly about having a packaging that was healthy for the planet as well. And when you're working with dehydrated foods, because my granola is dehydrated, mm -hmm. it's, uh, if it's, if, if it's not sealed properly or gets any air in the packaging, then it completely changes the taste and the texture of the product. Right. So that was another battle. I, I have, I still have a ton of samples of different bags and companies that I had uh, reached out to, to find the proper packaging. And I came across a company called 
uh, Elevate Packaging. They're here in the U.S. and all of their packaging is compostable. And I thought, wow, that's even better than biodegradable, compostable. You could just rip off the stickers, put it in your compost pile, or at least recycle it if you don't have a compost pile. Uh, the other thing that I battled with, with that was having a window to show the food. I had given out uh, friends that I have in the my local stores. I had given them out samples and I asked them, you know, what is it? Is it that important for you to be able to see the product or would you, are you okay with just having a product on the shelf that maybe describes what the product is, but you don't necessarily see it. And they right. all said, I really want to see the product. Right. So I searched for something that had that opening the window to be able to see the product. But when I did all the testing, it just wasn't going to survive without getting some kind of uh, humidity into the packaging. Uh, the only other option that I had was to not go with compostable. And right. it, for me, it just wasn't an option. And um, so far it's worked okay, you know, demoing the product and, you know, so the word gets out so people can see it, but I'm actually working with a local designer now this week to update the stickers on my packaging so they at least have a picture of the actual product on it right yeah that's awesome those are good tips you know and i mean the first one i think is you know something i think a lot of small business owners and startups go through and you know the financials and the back end and the paperwork and the books and you know and and and, and vice versa and, and all that but i think it's it's great because that's the first thing that i learned um you know from one of my billionaire friends and and one another hundred million dollar mentor and I sat on his boards is when I started and he said know your financials always consistently up and down backwards and forwards you've got to think like a bigger business not like a one-person business and if you think like a bigger business and you act start to act like it and you perform, operate behind the scenes like it then you get there and yeah. you know and that's always stuck with me every Sunday night from the day I had no money and I started doing my financials. I would do my financials every Sunday night. That would be my projections back, my projections here, my projections forward, what's happening now. To this day, it's every Sunday night. I still do my financials. Wow. Committed. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is a commitment. I, I mean, I have to say, though, I'm very lucky. Um, you know, I have a lot of support from my family. And... Yeah. I have a cousin who works in corporate and she's just always on me about, we've got to get the business plan together. Let's look at your numbers. Did you include this? And she really helped me with nice. that aspect of it, explaining to me how important it was, what I needed. And I still have to work on it. I, I still yeah. can sometimes be resistant, but I think you're every Sunday, you know, I think that's a really great, idea to kind of dedicate just one day you have to do it yeah i think it's you know getting into those habits for most people once you get into that habit and i remember he, he said to me this is it's got to become like brushing your teeth your financials and this yeah. is where most small businesses don't make it they they don't understand their financials and it's interesting even when i ask people that are even have gotten even halfway there they don't even get their financials even at that point and i'm like you're you're going to struggle you're going to struggle 
right? And and because you don't even know what moves to make. How do you know what moves to make if you don't know your financials? Because you haven't projected what's going to happen in the next six months, nine months, right? So for me, when I'm doing it, it's always helping my decision-making process. Okay, if we do this strategy, how much is it going to cost in five months? If, if we do this, what's it going to look like and, and, and stuff like that. And so, um, you know, and then what did we do last year at this time? You know, what did my month last year look like this month is happening? And and if it's way off, what's going on? Like, wh yeah. where did I, like, where did I, or if we're way winning, what's going on? You know what I mean? Like, did I bring <laughs> on a new person? Did I like be like, okay, I have to invest in two more people to go faster, right? What did I do? What decisions did I make, right? Um, I always find business interesting because every one of us has the same decisions in business, but we're all going to make them differently. And whoever makes yeah. the best decisions wins. Yes. It really is, you yes. know? Um, you know, and I just push people and tell people and I try and inspire people to say, you know, don't get defeated and don't get overwhelmed because businesses a super high level skill set and there's lots of moving components and it's the hardest thing I tell people you're going to do because if you want to be a chef you just go be a chef you know if you want yes. to be a fitness trainer you're just a fitness trainer but if you want to be a business owner you got to understand okay where do I put the money how do I market how do I do social how do I drive strategy how do I leverage? How do I partner with a bigger brand to get me in perception to make me go? How do, you know? So you, there's so many areas that you've got to become a, a master of, you know. Yeah. And it's just part of the game. It just really yeah. is. So yeah, I was told um, I met with um, a, a female business owner in town, lovely woman. She owns a tortilla business, and right. she's me she's so sweet and she said we should get together and just talk business and everything and I'm thinking to myself wow she's really you know from a, a business perspective way more successful than I am so I'm definitely going to take this opportunity to speak with her and I remember her telling me you know we didn't get this way overnight and slow and steady won the race because we had to learn all these different aspects about our business as we were growing and mm -hmm. it just takes time and she said just be easy on yourself and don't be in a crazy rush because if you know if you haven't worked through a b and c you're not going to get you're not going to get to the next level you you have yeah. to work through it and as not to get overwhelmed it's that it's okay to go slow and steady because if you're in too much of a rush you're gonna have all these orders but you're not gonna know you're not gonna have any anything in place to be able to get those orders to where they need to go who owes you know how much money does somebody owe you and just yeah. so many different aspects and I thought that was the greatest advice and it really helped me to be okay with just moving at a steady, steady pace and learning the business from the back end, not just being able to sell it or the creative side of it. Yeah, that's, you know, that's such great advice because in the end, it is a patience game. Anything that's built good is a patience game because, you know, when people are building fast, uh, you know, if they don't have like lots of capital, like maybe a tech company is a little different because they just raised a hundred million and they're trying to go fast, eat everybody. That's a different story of what we're talking about. But if we're talking small business. 
in the end, right, doing it right and learning how to do it right eventually then starts to create brand and you only have you only win on brand period you only win on brand and and that's where a lot of people that's where i see a lot of people can win that can beat competitors on that when it comes to small business because they're too focused on selling transactional all this stuff where i always knew every move we make if we just keep slowly building more and more brand I know we got the market. It's just a matter of time, more and more. And I see it happen at our company and everybody around me, to be honest, in the back scenes. They're like, oh, we just, you know, partnered with that big corporation now. Oh, we just did that. Like things that people can't even see. And it was just all these small things, you know, like leading up, leading up, leading up. And I tell everybody, just be patient. Just be patient. Yeah. Just, you know, learn it. We get better. Be patient and it starts to come, you know. So that's great advice. Yeah. And I also think, too, not being afraid to ask for help and not with something you don't know. I mean, of course, you know, having access to the Internet and YouTube and all these things, there's a lot of great information. Yeah. But I feel very fortunate to live in an amazing community that really supports each other with small businesses. Right. And I've learned so much from those people just working, either working in different aspects with them in their business or just listening to them and from their own experience or, you know, it's it really it takes a village. <laughs> and yeah. I think I'm very fortunate enough to be around a lot of amazing female entrepreneurs in the town that I live in. And I feel like I have a lot of support. And, and I'm not afraid to ask questions like, hey, I don't know how to do this. Can you explain this to me? Or how did you do it? And see what works best for me, but still not afraid to ask for help. Even designing my website. I mean, I don't know how to design a website. Mm -hmm. I just had to, I'm not a super techie person. And so I had to ask for help and, you know, started learning how to trade with people. Hey, I if you can help yeah. me with that. I can give you this or I can make this or whatever, you know. Yeah, so. that's good. I mean, that, and that's all true entrepreneurship. You know, that that is true entrepreneurship to to make that. And that's the one thing I think it's the hardest thing to try and teach somebody, to be honest. And, and it's one of the things that does make a good entrepreneur where you're always looking at, OK, what could I trade or what could I do here? You know, leverage is the way you scale a business, period. And so, you know, and so you're always looking for those ways that that you can make some kind of thing happen. Um, you know, and and I think people close to me, they'll say, you know, you don't know how many times he pulls the trigger. I mean, you don't know how many times. It's crazy. Like we're always, you know, the amount of people we reach out to and want to ask for help or let's do deals or let's do this. Like it's just nonstop. It's crazy. Yeah. It's right. And I'm like, I always said, you know, we go, if we if we put it, I said, like, put it this way, two, three of my people there today, I said, by the time 2023 is done, I probably I have accessed to the way we've set the company up. To, we've gone through a thousand more people than our average competitor. Who do you think is going to win? It's a no brainer. It is yeah. a no brainer. It's just science. There's no, I don't even have to like, <laughs> that's just science. That's just math, right? One plus one is two, right? Like it's just, that's just simple. Now, of course you have to be motivated and disciplined to do it. <laughs> yeah. That's and that's story, another right? thing. That's definitely yeah. another thing. It's the discipline part. You know, it's just like, okay, 
have to sit here and do this. That can oftentimes, you know, be challenging as well. And, and everybody's different. Some people are great at being super disciplined, just hone in on it and just, you know, get done, get done. And, you know, I've always been somebody, I know my faults. I know that I am yeah. somebody who gets easily distracted. And so I have to remind myself, okay, hone yourself back in Christine. Don't, don't, don't look at that. Don't do this. Just stay within what you were doing. Don't worry about anything else. So that's, that's definitely been struggle. And I think you have to know where your struggles lie in anything yeah. to become better at what you do, because you're not going to be the best at everything. You know, yeah. I mean, maybe there are some people out there. I no, don't have to be one, but yeah. it's really about learning and it's a learning process. And I think if you, try to make it and not dread it as much because you know the fear of not knowing can definitely overpower you and paralyze you and i feel that if you can work through those fears when you get to the other end and and you learn how to do it even if it's the simplest thing and that's one thing I've definitely learned in life, that if I could just get myself over that hump of fear, and then when I learn it, the reward of, of it is so much greater, not just because, okay, now you have this other skill, but that you conquered that fear. And we all have fears, and especially, I think, in business, you know, it's always just going to get bigger and bigger, you know. And yeah, that's it's so true, you know, and I think what you said about it's so key that self-awareness is actually, uh, you know, such a, a skill that I don't think enough business owners understand. And, and that self-awareness is everything from yourself to how you're leading people, to how you're dealing with people, to how you're doing your customer experience. You know, every decision that I make in our business, every decision, as soon as I make it in my head, I step back. And I start to go through, okay, if I make this right now and we do this, what would happen? Play it out. Okay, what would happen yes. the other way yeah. if it didn't work out? That's how I make my decisions, right? Mm -hmm. It's highly self-aware of where I go. And then I go to my team and I go, here's what we're going to do. And then they map out and we map out every problem and challenge. Even when we do a podcast, everything we do, we do not... We map every problem and challenge because you don't have strategy if you don't know how to overcome the problems and challenges. So if yes. you looked at our if you looked at our books, you would just see problems and challenges, problems and challenges. Even with the podcast, everything, every maneuver we make is problem challenges. And anybody comes in, they can look at it. Okay, perfect. Or we're not doing that because there's it's going to be too many challenges, right? There's way there there's way more, uh, you know. So it was interesting when I started to do that a long time ago, that's honestly what took me to the next level, literally was what took me to the next level. And that's when I realized, yeah, you don't have strategy because the business only grows from how good you are at strategy. And if you don't, you don't have strategy, if you don't know how to overcome the problems and challenges, right? Yes. And so. And of course so, there's going to be, there's going to be times where you're just like, Oh, I wasn't anticipating that, but I, think that we it's important i feel in the especially in the growing stages i mean you're always growing in your business no matter what depending on where you want to go with it but i feel yeah. like as 
growing, you are going to make mistakes. And that's okay, because those mistakes are going to make you better at what you do. You know, I, I've made tons of mistakes in, in different areas that I've, you know, worked in and fields, everything. And I feel like if you can see the lesson in it, and then you just move forward and be like, okay, I'm going to really do my best not to make that mistake again. Right. It, it's beneficial. And and just, and I think that's with anything in life, not even just business. A hundred percent. I mean, we kind of joke about this behind the scenes because they'll say people don't know how many mistakes we make and how many things we try and they don't work out. And everybody yeah. knows that's why we win because the average person, you know, will try three things. And if you see us, we'll try do this podcast. Let's do this podcast. Let's do this. Let's do this. It's like, and then all of a sudden we hit one and it works, you know, and that's just why I always know I always will win in everything I do because I'm like, I just know I try way more things than the average person. I'll act fast. We'll try. We'll try it. We'll try it. Didn't work out. Not great. Okay. Scrap it. But I also know when to pivot fast. I also know when to stop. <laughs> That's important <laughs> too, I think. Definitely. I, I've definitely, like, there's been places where I've, I've had my product and, you know, it just sat. And no matter what I did, it sat. And then, <laughs> you know, people didn't want to order it again. And I'm like, okay, I didn't let it stop me. I just thought, okay, that's not my audience there. You mm -hmm. know, I'm only going to. Yeah okay, well, who else is there? You know, what else is out there? And that's happened several different times. And that's okay. It's just like, right. you know, you, you definitely need to, to figure out where you fit in. And if you don't fit in for whatever reason in that spot, and there's been times where there's places who have, have uh, brought in my product. And I'm just like, that, that's never going to work. There. Like, that doesn't even make yeah. sense. And it did great. Right, without yeah. me being in the place. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just, it's really interesting. So I always feel like, you know, you just have to try all angles and, and not poo poo, you know, Oh, well, that's not good. Just be like, okay, they want it. Okay. Well, sure. Let's bring it in. Let's see what it, it can do. And um, I think having a really close relationship too, with uh, the people who are carrying my product, you know, checking in, Hey, how's, you know, how is the product selling? What can I do to support your business? What can I do to support moving this product? Are you having any events that are coming up that I can be at? Um, I think that's really important. And I just like the more personal aspect anyways, because I am a people person and I do enjoy sales. And so I really, at least in this stage of my business, I feel like it's really important to get to know um, you know, who's carrying my, my product and what I can do to help support that business. No, not even at the stage you're at. I was just helping two brands that CPG and they're both in over a hundred stores. Wow. And I said, <laughs> and I said to them, your customer experience is not good enough yet for that. I said, you're going to be on the bottom shelf. You're not going to get, I shall. I said, we got to build you a customer experience for yeah. those people like you've never done before. And it's not like saying thank you. This trust me. Like this is, I said, this is how I would, if I had your CBG brand, this is how I would do it. And this is why eventually I would keep those accounts, win those accounts, because 60% is how you do business, not your product or service. So they would see like they would, I would even give them my first touch point with them 
would even be my, with my welcome package and in the welcome package would even be a sheet that said how I do business. Step one, step two, step three, step four, step five. You know, when it's this long, this is when you know you'll get your even gift. Like it just, they would be like, this is how I do business. And this is yeah. how I, you know, I would be that direct. And it just, the only people that I know that do that are some of my friends that either got hired to run big corporation CEOs that are flawless at it or ones that have made it really big now. And the rest, I don't, I ask them. So I ask so many small businesses, send me your process of your customer experience and let me see it. Most of them can't even pull the trigger and send it to me. Yeah, I think that working, so, that's one thing working in the wellness industry really taught me. Um with supplements and everything. I mean, there's still people because I still work in in that area. Um, yeah. And it's amazing. Like people will be like the, the lady who was here who had this product that was, you know, da, da, da. and I feel like that's so important to to be people really like, especially with business owners and small businesses. People love going into the store and if somebody's sampling their product, meeting the person behind the product. I mean, and you really need to be able to talk to people and see like what they thought about the product or, you know, how they feel. Or I, I think I've been working in the wellness industry and sales for 25 years. And the one thing I think that's changed the most, and maybe it always was this way, but that people don't want to be sold. They really want a story behind the brand, how it got started. They're, they're so much more interested in that. Like if you have a good product, that's great. But like you said, it will sit on the shelf if people can't relate to it at all it, it's really important it's true you know and it's like you just said it, it's it'll sit on the shelf with any business and even consumers that buy a cbg or even somebody that just has service business even the consumers once they make a decision to buy the product they want to know how that brand's going to do business how i'm going to do business how you're going to do business that's the decision that they're making in their head and they start to then quantify it and stuff and so, you know, it, it's just it's always interesting process with business because so many people just don't get that part. And I'm like, but business is just about people. So if you understand how to take care of people at different levels, at a high level, if you go, I always say this, most people are okay, then you've got good. But if you go extraordinary, you you win the market i guarantee yeah. because very few there's one percenters in the world that go extraordinary one percenters right i've done i've researched enough businesses top bottom all over to know why those one percenters do that and why most people are good and then the other ones are not even good you know they're not <laughs> even close to good right and and so i always tell people don't be good go extraordinary Absolutely. Right? Extraordinary, Always you know? go that file. Like I have somebody 100%. who's contacted me who was like, I needed to have a breakdown because my product being at the level that it's at, I don't necessarily have to have, you know, I don't have that nutritional facts on the back. And 
she reached out to me and asked me and I thought, oh my gosh, how am I going to do this? And I've been sitting there for like two hours, like trying to figure out the breakdown and give her some kind of idea because she has, she likes my product, but she wants, she has to check with her doctor as to like how much this and that. And so I understood and I was willing to do it. I, I said, okay, yeah, I can help you. And she's like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. You know? And I'm just like, well, it's just part of it. You have to go the extra mile for people if they're with your business, especially you'll have lifelong customers that way because they always remember that. You do. You do. And that's another thing that I do. The two things I do Sunday nights, my financials, and then I go through my whole relationship management system. And I look at every person in it because we have it all detailed. When did I send them cards last when did I fall him up? When did I send his wife a gift or his him the gift or his son a gift? When did we do all that? Every Sunday night I do that. And then we start sending the stuff every week, right? Yeah. Whether it's just a card, an email, whatever it is like, like that, right? And yeah, 100%. It takes me time. But what, people don't, yeah. but what people don't know is the relationships that I have from it, right? I could probably start any brand right now and be able to make calls right now and get my product on the shelves just yeah. because of the relationships that I've taken the time to build and not ask for anything. And years, some of them, years. Yeah. Years, right? You know <laughs> I mean? It's not like I send them a card and they're like, oh, by the way, now can you give me this? You know what I mean? Right? <laughs> I sent you this card. Can you give me this favor? <laughs> totally, right? Right? But, you know, and that's like, honestly, what I just told everybody there that is, I promise you, the secret sauce to business in the end. It really, it really, really is. But very few people will do it because it's time consuming. And their people are so darn transactional. Right? I know. Everything's so fast. It's like yeah. they want everything yesterday and super fast. And, you know, it's just like, well, if so, you just take that time to reach out to somebody or take that time to do that little extra thing, um, for the business or whatever it is, you know, I, people really appreciate that. And it's, um, you know, we, like I said, we live in such a fast paced world and, and I feel like, you know, everything can get so corporate and just having yeah. those great relationships. And I, I mean, honestly, I just really enjoy it too, which I guess yeah, I'm lucky. Because I right. enjoy that aspect of the business. Yeah, that's awesome. So last question, where do you want your business to be? What's your goal with it? Well, I've put I've put out some more short-term goals right now. Uh we have a uh it's a very large co-op in the Seattle area and it's called PCC Markets and um I've worked in them, you know, in the nutritional business and that's right now that's the big goal as of now is to get into all 16 of their stores and to get into one of their stores, but then all of the stores. And that's, right. that, that's the big goal right now, because that's a, that's a lot of stores. And I really love their store. I love their ethics. They will not just bring any, any product in. They love local products. They support the local companies. They're excellent about that. But they have very specific um, rules and regulations to be in their store as far because 
with my product, you know, the health aspect of it was really important to me. Like it had to not only taste good, but it also had to be a healthy product. And so they know every single ingredient and every single product in that store. And I've actually worked with companies um, cause I worked with a lot of the natural uh, skincare companies as well. And I've seen them pull items off the shelf, big major companies off the shelf because they changed an ingredient in their product that the store right. was, like, this is going to be harmful to our customers or right. this is the research that we've done this. Yep. So, um, and that means a lot to me to be right. in store like that, that really takes pride in what they're bringing in and you don't have to do all the leg work. I mean, I'm one of those people who, as soon as I pick up anything that's packaged, I'm looking at the back and like, what's in this product. Um, and I still do that when I do go to the PCC, but it's really nice to be in a store that I feel like has the integrity, which is just, you know, yeah. we know that that doesn't exist as much and they've been successful because of it. Right. That's amazing. So before we go, uh, tell us a little bit about uh, the product. Well, the product is, let me put it up here. <laughs> it's Happy Hippie Granola Bites, and it is a vegan, gluten-free, grain-free product. It's sweetened with just maple syrup and dates. They come in little squares. They taste delicious. Oh, it's dehydrated. So you're keeping in a lot of the nutrients there because less heat from baking and uh, in compostable packaging. And it tastes delicious in uh, your vegan ice cream or uh, vegan yogurt. Um, you could even crumble it up and put it on salads. You could use it in a lot of different things. Right. Cool. Sounds or good. Or just as a snack. Hundred <laughs> percent. I love dates. I love anything that has dates in it. Right. I, such a great yeah. sweet. That was really yeah. That was the that was probably the biggest hurdle was making sure that it was sweet enough but not too sweet, but didn't have too much sugar. There was that right. delicate dance to balance that for sure. Right. So where can everybody find you at websites, social medias, anything like that? Um, on social media, I'm uh, simply plants with a Z. And then my website is www.simplyplantswithaz.com where you can order my product. And then I'm also on Facebook as Simply Plants. Nice. And do you ship America, Canada, both just America? Because there's well, viewers from everywhere on this. So, so yeah, just the States right now where, you know, but eventually, yes, eventually we will be getting into Canada. <laughs> of course, since you're our neighbor. <laughs> I know since we're neighbors. <laughs> yeah, totally, right? Like, like literally everyone's watching and probably think I'm just referring to the States, but she is like, literally just across the border and we're at her we're at her place so like, like 40 minutes maybe not even yeah, it's so yeah, close totally, right? yeah. so, I love totally. so beautiful some days i could probably get to get to your your place faster than get to the other side of vancouver and rush hour <laughs> oh i know i we drove to whistler we love to go to whistler a mountain bike and uh yeah that traffic is whoo it's like being yeah. back in Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yeah, totally. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for this. Everybody go check out her stuff. Try her stuff. I know there's a lot of people in the US that watch uh, this. Thank you so much for this interview.
Thank you so much, Shane. It was such an honor to be here. Thank you for the invitation. Appreciate awesome. it. Awesome. Cool. Take care, everybody. Till next time.